You've never been sober a day in your life. Well, that's pot calling kettle black, I believe. I think. Well, we did. went to the pub on their own the before we got here. Before we actually arrived. Walked down the road like... <laughs> I think you should shut your mouth hole and uh, mind your own fucking goddamn business. All right. Yeah. We'll show that video, won't we, of her downing a beer on her own in the pub. Private club. I need a password. Uh, biscuits. Hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Biscuit Club Podcast. As always, I'm joined by my fellow podcasters. We've got Kirsty, we've got Beza, and we've got Gracie. Um, now, we're now wine in hand. We're back, peoples. The wine is back. The wine is back. It was quite a long time without having wine. Was it better? Well, to the listeners, it's only two episodes, so it's not that long. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, Red Wine. Welcome back, Red Wine. Welcome back, Red Wine. Thank you, Campo Viejo, as Gracie puts it quite nicely. (laughs) We're also joined by Obi today. (laughs) Obi, what up? (laughs) (laughs) There he is, he said hey. (laughs) Now, I promised last week a fan debut topic that will tantalise taste buds. Well, guys, we've got some news. Bears are washing news. I'm moving out. I'm fleeing the coop. <laughs> She's leaving the nest again. I'm leaving the nest. But this time, guys, with a boy. With a boy. <gasps> with a boy. Yeah. That's a smelly, smelly boy. boy. Oh, oh, no one wants that. Bez has gone from leaving, officially leaving the nest of the parents' house to then moving in with Gracie. And then that's still like, it's an, it's another little nest because, you know, you're still family and then you've now got to go and move in with a boy. With a boy. And it's just like... I did live... I've lived with three boys previously. But this is like... Ooh, are. Ooh, are. You're a busy lady. Well. That's well, a new age. They were friends, but they were gross. <laughs> <laughs> and how's the um, lead up to the move been? Because it hasn't even happened yet. It's been really stressful because it happened all of a sudden. Wasn't wasn't planning to happen. We were like, oh, let's just go look at this place. It looks nice. And then... Suddenly we were like, okay, we really like it. And then they were like, yeah, you, you're moving dates next week. We were like, okay, yeah. <gasps> okay, I'm not well, ready. Which, well, to be honest, is a really fast... It's really been really That's a really fast, fast turnaround, because normally you wait a little bit and you have time mm-hmm. to prepare and then like think about what you want to do and stuff. Yeah. And I suppose in your circumstance, you haven't at we all. We have no furniture, so it's been like crazy, crazy, get everything. And we've just, I've been really stressed and... He's been very calm, which is really good. It's annoying. It's annoying. That's what it is. <laughs> but I'm like, ah, he's like, why are you so stressed? I'm like, ah, ah. I think I think men and women are different though when it comes to moving. Yeah. I think we like to think about absolutely everything. Uh, you should see the list on the notes page on my phone. I have planned out every single step. It's like, clip the keys, tick. <laughs> Clean the shower, tick. I've literally got a step-by-step. Throw away the razor the previous tenant used. That honestly, that's so I sent, bad. I, so I went to pick up the keys today and I was like, oh, I'm going to clean the shower because there was all, you know, like water stains on the on the glass. I was like, nah, I'm not having that. So I did all my inventory check and was taking pictures of everything. And as I was in the shower, I just saw like a razor and soap was left on top of the of the shower door. I was like, how would you not have seen it's that? It's just not been professionally cleaned. It's not been professionally cleaned. And it was so like I, a whole pile of stuff as well. Yeah. It wasn't just like a loose kind of razor head. It was, it was like the accessories yeah. to be able to do a full on job. It was a full on shower accessories pile. <laughs> and I, I had to pick it up. And I was like, I don't know where this has been. Oh, what God. Who, who's fajita that has touched? <laughs> or oh, who's taco? Taco. Who's spicy fajita? Who's spicy taco here. fajita has this been touching? I don't want to touch it. So I, I deep cleaned the whole place today. Everyone, everyone at work was like, "Why are you, why are you gonna clean the place again? Surely they clean it." And I was like, oh, "I'm, I need to clean it myself just to know that it's done." I'm, I'm sorry, but even if it's been professional, professionally cleaned, you still go back and do your like own kind of job. You give it a quick once over, yeah. but you shouldn't have to like. Oh my god, see. Remove Remo- that would no. be you need to oh, I took Karen. a photo of it before I removed it so I can put it in my inventory even though, you know, it's not I wish I did my inventory now. 
Yeah, uh, guys, it's really important to do it's your It really is. <laughs> I honestly, my camera roll is now full of pictures of scuffs and stuff from the house, but it's really important you do that because, you know, that they get, can yeah. screw you over. You need a bath tray. Oh, you don't have a bath. Oh, God. Oh, well, that would be completely yeah. redundant then. So it would just be hanging around. <laughs> or you could place it on you when you're in the toilet, just put it on your lap. Yeah. <laughs> just snacks in the toilet. <laughs> No. Do you brush your teeth while you're on the toilet? No. No. Who does that? I don't. <laughs> Kirsty. I don't understand how is any. Uh, I mean, like, you're multitasking, so hands up for that. But Jesus. Look, when you're a person that likes to only take twenty minutes to get ready before work, you have to blend in these tasks. It's <laughs> like so, people who brush their teeth in the shower. I've never I understood that. that. I have sometimes done. Yeah, that. I've sometimes done. Unless it's that. an electric toothbrush, mm. yeah, then yeah, health yeah. safety. But electric toothbrushes are waterproof. Oh. Because you wash your teeth with them, don't you? You put them under the tap. Well, I don't know because I don't own one because I hate the way it feels against my gums. Boys seem to think, oh, I'll I'll pack everything in 25 minutes. Oh, what what do you mean it take you three days to pack? Oh. But in all honesty, I I actually packed in a day Mm. in the end. But the thing is, it's better to allow yourself more time yeah. than to go, do you know what, I can do that in one night? Yeah. Because the way that you've packed is probably really meticulous by saying, this box is this room, this mm. box is this room, this box is for this. Mm. When a boy will just go, there's a bag, here's in. a lot of things, and I will put that in that bag and sort it out once I've moved. Mm-hmm. So it just depends about your processes. Exactly. When I moved with David, I, I'm, I'm, a, pro, I'm a pro mover, okay? I've moved... A, very large amount of time. Very large. <laughs> Not through choice, um, but I would say nearly 15, 16 times in my life I've moved. And uh, so I'm a pro packer. Like, I, I know this shit. I know how long it's going to take. I know what to pack, when to pack it, how to pack it. So when I was moving with David. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when I was moving with David, he was like, it's literally going to take no time at all. Bearing in mind, we were going on holiday as well before. And we're getting back from our, like, t- our holiday to then move the next day. And I was panicking and panicking. You guys know how much I was panicking about it. I even wrote down like a fucking month schedule about when I'm free to do shit. But he's like, ah, I'll take a couple of days. So I was like, you know what? You do it. You pack everything. And then I'll just Uh-oh. repack it. <laughs> yeah. You do it and then I will rearrange it again. And I'll just you... rearrange it. Yeah, you do what you think is correct and then I will correct it. There was one box that I left. Because he had taped it all up. And I'm like, I'm not going to open it. And I'm not going to go in it. When we moved, I got in it. And I'm like, he had just taken drawers and just tipped it out. No. I'm like, what is this? The stress I feel. Just what is that? that? Well, Who I... does that? See, what, what I've done in my room is like, I've got, you know, like little baskets that are full of things. I've wrapped the basket up so that when I get to my house, I can just take it out and it's still intact. And just put it on the shelf. Yeah. So I literally have, even like, I've got a little jewellery stand that's got all my rings on it. I just wrapped the whole thing up and just put it in a box. (laughs) So I don't have to remove anything. I can just go, duh, duh, That's the best though. I hate fucking moving. The the unpacking bit is what scares me because it's our house. The flat we're moving into has got zero storage space. I was just about to say, no matter you know how much things you don't think that you have it can always fill with space yeah. so you think well it's just two bedrooms how is it gonna fill yeah. a two bed flat oh, but honestly yeah. you'll start putting it in and be like i have no and space like two people's worth of stuff yeah crazy and who was it someone was saying like you you move out of a small place and then you fill the place you're living in and then you move out into a bigger place and you fill that so you end up just consistently accumulating things next thing you're in a tedbed Ten bed mansion. Yeah. That's what I not said. Not knowing how you're getting there. there. Yeah. Uh, next thing you're imagining, and you're like, Butler, can you get me my wine? Thanks. Alfred, <laughs> the champagne, darling. <laughs> so I think they they say that moving is one of the most stressful experiences in your life. Oh my god, yes. I think people underestimate how stressful it is. Oh yeah. So like when um, when I moved into my flat, it was just me and Jazz moving in. Fucking hell! Okay. I decided to get. Um, a corner sofa delivered to my old place because um, they said that they wouldn't 
transfer the sofa up anything more than 21 steps and I think I counted it to like 34 steps so I was like what you're gonna take it halfway and then I'll do the rest I was like fuck it take it um bring it to me the day before I'll load it into our van and take it but like my dad couldn't bring it up the stairs because he's had a motorbike accident and my mum, I don't know what her excuse was, but she didn't. <laughs> she didn't and then I'm, I'm waiting for Jazz to finish work and they're like st- staring at the sofa like, Jazz will be here soon. I'm like, have you seen the size of this girl? Help us. <laughs> I'm sorry, we did a brilliant job. That's I was insult. just about to interrupt you saying, uh, excuse me, no, we but got like that. My dad is six foot four. Like his job is to um, unload stage equipment it's fucking heavy and he's like when's just gonna be here to help you with the sofa i'm like when the fuck are you gonna grow up and take the sofa up the stairs <laughs> oh sofa was my biggest nightmare i like i finally got one and luckily the the guy i got it off can free deliver it and like take it into my flat i was honestly dreading it the relief of that though oh. that's just like a that's just another oh, stress just me. off but it seems like everything's kind of falling into place quite nicely. Yeah. Because when I think you do something so yeah. unexpectedly, you worry, but you know it's good when things start to just naturally fall into place. Things do. They always, you know, if you think they'll work out, they will. Definitely. Exactly. The thing that's hard about it is that because you're so pent up from all the stress energy, mm. then as soon as something goes wrong, it seems like it's a huge thing well. that's happened. God, yeah. So it's just kind of taking a step back and going, really, if I had no other stresses, would this be that much of a problem? Precisely. It's just managing your stress, babe. Oh, you gotta manage your stress, <laughs> So what's the best piece of advice do you think you've been given during moving that you could moving. relay onto our listeners? I think what Jazz said, put in our message the other day about like letting Ollie do his stuff and then you do your stuff so you're not worrying yourself about what he's doing so then you've only got your own stress instead of building up and then saying I'm taking on your stress as well as mine and just you know compartmentalize yeah definitely say that especially moving in if you're used to living alone and moving in with another person it's a big deal and you do, like you said, have to just let them do their thing, you do your thing, and just don't worry about it. Because especially, I think us women try to control a lot of stuff. I mean, that's a judgment. Oh, but, you know, never. we're like, we I want everything that. to be perfect <laughs> and under control. Tell me I don't. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think I've, I did take that advice on and have just been like, okay. Do you feel like you're more relaxed now that, you know, someone's said that to you out loud, then you've gone, actually, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. Well, he's actually been, he's been so super chill about the whole process, though. Mm. He's been amazing. Because if he was stressed too, it would be even worse. Mm. Because he's really chilled, I'm really stressed. He's literally like, I don't know why you're stressed, like... That doing? kind of gets you aggravated, doesn't it? it? Does. You're like, mm. I'm like, no, 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 do you want to me to list you how much I've got to do at work? No, I'm I not do. going to. I think that's what I learned from moving with David because I'm such a control freak. I like mm. everything being done my way, and he's so chilled out. Sometimes and I was just annoying. like, I'm like, you do whatever you want to do, and I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Yeah. And I'm not going to worry about it. I feel like sometimes I want people to be more stressed than I am, because then it makes me more calm. Makes you feel better, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, you're stressed, so I could be the calm one. Yeah. Mm, okay, honey. Mm, it's nice. I was also worried about combining our stuff. But we've yeah. both got, actually got quite similar tastes, but I originally thought we hadn't. I was like, oh, my stuff's like not girly but I like pink yeah. and bright colours and Ollie's always and now been quite dark pink. and gothic <laughs> and now suddenly he's like oh yeah I want to have colourful cushions and little bits and so he's we kind of have both oh yeah that's my biggest piece of advice compromise mm-hmm. compromise because I have made him compromise so much of his stuff that I wouldn't want in the house and then he the other day was like you got to get rid of that pink knitted blanket and that I was like what really <laughs> what I was like no and he was like well I've got rid of all my stuff like all those 
like wall hangings with the skulls on and things that you don't want. And I was like, oh. Can I ask what you're doing with the pink blanket? Do you want it? Because yeah. it's going to charity. No, I'm charity. <laughs> Please have it because I would love it to go to a good home. You know, I love that. One. I love it so oh, much. It. It's so beautiful. I'll put well, it on my sofa. like it. And I had to, oh, honestly, I bit my tongue and I was like, Bez, just get rid of the pink blanket. Don't tell him to fuck off right now. <laughs> so what about you, Grace? What's your top tips? You've been the most long-living person long living person oh what between relationships I was just gonna say practical like measure your stairs make sure your stuff can stuff can fit up and then I was like make sure you book a van if you've got any heavy stuff Mm because it's actual hell if you actually really need to move really heavy stuff yourself like just spend the money don't break your backs guys bearded brothers I will shout out because they're fucking incredible. He moved us from Lansing to Brighton and it was the best. Or he, there's quite a lot of bearded brothers. My third tip and final tip, and this is my wise bit of advice that everyone needs to make sure that they take in and listen carefully. All right, you ready? Controlling. Controlling. Purchase a shark hoover because they're the best. Oh, no, it's bullshit. I am going to get myself a shark hoover. Have you got carpets? I can't remember. I have. Do you have anything relationship-wise? What could happen? Um, relationship, I mean, I think you've covered most of it. Um, I, I would say, and it's quite cliche, but it's fucking true, because you're probably going to have some flat pack furniture or something to be made oh. and stuff. Don't, just don't do it together. Like, <laughs> Really? You, yeah, either you do, do it, it or they do it. So what are you looking forward to most, Bess? What about moving into your new house? I'm looking forward to just like decorating and having people round for dinner just chilling really watching TV Netflix and chill Netflix and chill having a bit of Netflix and chill Netflix gonna be nice that you can have like sofa. movie dates at home as well yeah and, and like me and Ollie are so used to sitting on our beds like whenever we go around each other's houses we're always sat on our bed watching TV mm-hmm. and we were saying it's gonna be so nice to just have our own sofa and like okay. sit in front of the telly I can, yeah, I can vouch for that because that's one big thing about moving in with David that I love so much now is yeah. sitting in the lounge. We're never in the bedroom. Yeah. We just chill. It's so Always nice. And then your bedroom's your bedroom yeah. and then your living room's your living room yeah. and then you're actually like using your rooms properly and, and then quickly. sometimes you merge it so then your lounge is your bedroom when you fall asleep watching telly. Oh, yeah. But no one likes doing that because then you I wake up at 3 o'clock in the that. morning. Yeah. I've done that every, <laughs> every night this week because we're staying at my mum's and I keep falling asleep on the sofa. Do you? It is comfy though. Yes, yeah, so I woke up at three thirty in the morning last night. Three thirty. Yes. yes. Halloween Sorry, to Mazza. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Halloween to Mazza. Talking of Halloween and Netflix and films, I thought we would have a little film segmentation oh, this week because I'm a big go. movie Let's have fan. A go. So, go. I want to know, as it's Halloween tomorrow, what your best or favourite horror film of all time is. <sighs> Are we only given uh, one? I've yeah. Got, see, I'm a massive horror fan. When I was at uni, I did a whole... Um, I studied media and did a whole unit on horror films. And it was the best. My tutor, have this, was a doctor in zombies. Ooh. She had a doctorate in zombie culture. I don't think there's anyone cooler than that. How cool is that? She, I looked up to her so much. Anyway, I learned so much about horror films. I just became obsessed with them. And... I, although I love a cult classic, I recently watched, well, not recently, but watched a film on Netflix called Hush. Oh, I was going to say that. <gasps> and I recommended it to someone at work the other day, me, Gracie and Lee yeah, watched Mary. it. Yeah, and we were like, this is next level. Oh, it's, it's so, so you, sick. You can't really explain it because you'll give, you'll give it away, you won't you? Is it the one with the all of... It's just, it's... Le- it's the deaf person, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So That's you know, it. like when you That's watch it, when you watch yeah. a smooth, scary movie, it's normally scary because you hear noises mm-hmm. and you hear noises. But imagine if you were deaf. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. You have to watch it. Yeah. It it's insane. It's a really fucking good film. I I'm more of a kind of eighties horror yeah. film person yeah. so I'm all about the Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. the yes. Hellraiser Friday 13th Halloween Halloween Child's Play like Jason I actually love oh, so, Dead as well. yeah they're That's so sick the remake of the remake is so good so sick I um favourite oh, oh what are you going to say the thing is is like I've got three can I say three 
And then no, and then I can whittle down. Okay. I've got loads coming to my head. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Um, I think it's number two when it's that they're in the it's the teenagers that are in the hospital. Oh. That one is fucking sick. (laughs) Um, Child's Play. I like the first one, but then I like the Bride of Chucky. I'm saying more then. <laughs> and then um, the old it and the new it, like... See, I don't like the old it, but yeah. only because it really does freak me out. Oh, yeah. When he, like, pops out the shower, I'm like, ah! Oh, oh, it gets me every time. Yeah. It's so sick. Like, I the really new, don't like it. If, if anyone's into horror and they haven't seen the remake of the it, oh, like... It's so Good. It's so it just good. Just messes with your brain, doesn't yeah. it? Amazing. That's why I like it. It's I love amazing. a film that messes with your mind a little bit. So I think if I had to pick one of them to watch, and only one horror film to watch for the rest of my life, you don't have to pick one for the rest of your life. No, I'm That's feeling something. really stressed. <laughs> you just put a whole lot of pressure on yourself. There. Right, you it's can have really a whole okay. shelf of VHS can I? horror movies. Okay, from I'll, the 80s. I'll have the 80s. Okay, well just then, the 80s I'll, I'll have a um, an 80s horror film. I do have that at home. <laughs> oh, because you were. <laughs> Did you do it by year? Because that's uh, no, what we no, need. But I gave you. You had like a horror shout. I do. And a Harry Potter shout. <laughs> yeah. They are babes. They ain't moved. <laughs> I don't think I've. I'm not a big horror fan. I've. I've only recently in the last five years watched horror films because I've been forced to. Watch you and them. David watch a lot of horror films together. He though, makes don't me. You? Wa- I watched two this week. <laughs> I've watched. Two, I'm stressed. Mm. It's too much. Which one did you watch? Um, In the Tall Grass. Mate, wasn't it so oh, It's I so seen that. good. It's, it's really good. good. And like, it's not scary, like, in the slightest. No. It's just kind of like, fuck, what would you do? Oh, my God, no, but the other one I watched was scary, and I couldn't what watch it. it. I was actually hiding. Eli. Oh, I watched that the other day. <sighs> I, I didn't think it was too bad. I don't like it. Yeah, but it's jumpy and it's creepy and I'm... Do you think See, it was jumpy? I didn't, yeah. I didn't even... The end, I was fine. Oh, because it got... Don't spoil it. Yeah. The end was fine. I thought I like it when horror films end up a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> See, I absolutely love horror movies, but it's really hard to have a good horror movie. It really is. And like you're saying, when they have the shit endings, it really upsets me because sometimes they're so good and they're doing really well, and then they just wrap it up really quickly, and yeah. they're like, "Oh, it was a dream," yeah. and you're like, "Fuck you." And that's what Heritage. Eli, um, Eli is like Heritage because, um, it's. It's kind of it goes really well, and you're going, okay. So is this paranormal? Is it anything yeah. else? And then the end, and you're just like, what the fuck? You should just have scrapped that. That yeah. should have been made. My theory on it was so much better if I do say so myself than oh, how yeah. they ended it. Because I was like, this is gonna happen. Yeah. And and I was like, oh. When I was studying film at uni. They said you're not allowed to do horror films. They banned us because it's so generic. Yeah. The um, what's Concept it called? And- yeah. The conventions, their their horror is a conventional yeah. thing, so it's very hard to make like a out of the blue horror. That's why I love Hush so much because it's completely unconventional, it's a brilliant very film. clever. Never been made before. What was it? They all every year there's a film that comes out and they're like, oh, we're breaking the conventions of horror film, yeah. yeah. And it's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> like the Babadook. Oh yeah. That oh, was yeah. awful, Babadook, and it, um. At that time, I was living with those three guys I spoke about earlier who were all film buffs. And we were all like, let's go see The Bubble Duke. It's supposed to be like a mega breakthrough in horror films. We were sat in the cinema like, what the fuck is this? They probably tried to... Because I I don't think any horror film will be like any of the old 70s, 80s, 90s horrors. And they're trying to make them really scary but it's just making them comical. Mm. So, yes. like, what was it that we watched? Was it The Witch? The Witch. With the goats? With Philip, the black goat. And it just makes it so stupid, like, when you can just go We're back to old-school horror to actually what frightens actually, people. Like exactly, rather than just getting the jump scares yeah. or the gore. See, I prefer a slasher. Like, I'm into slasher mm. films, like, if there's blood and gore and a bit of a chase. Yeah. That's what gets me, and I'm like, ooh, like a bit of a suspension. But when yeah. they get a bit too, like, arty-farty with it, and it's all a bit weird. And that's what the Babadook yeah. was, wasn't it? It was trying to make it like a... I like the old um, 
Scream films. Scream's oh, yeah. Scream's oh, classic. Scream. so good. Classic yeah. jump horror. That was like a change in the horror film industry, though, wasn't it? It Scream. was amazing. And also, I was I mentioned earlier Heritage. That got I was stressed watching that film. Is it the one with the fu- the weird girl? Yeah. Did you take it? It's not called Heritage. It's called. Um, I'm sure it is. It's the set begins with a H. Is it heritage? Oh, hereditary. Hereditary, that's, oh, that's it. it. I knew it heritage. Was <laughs> yeah, hereditary. Hereditary. <laughs> that one, that I, it got me. It got me for a long time, and that then I was... got really disappointed. Mm, Sorry, yeah. listeners, again, you're gonna be. Yeah, yeah, that's that. I was the exact same watching that that one. Like in the end, I was like, oh, what the fuck is going on here? Mm. This I, is very strange. I know one. Um, <laughs> the um, <laughs> would you rather? Oh yes, I was. Gonna when they're around that. the dinner table. That is. Very good. I want two things, and I want to keep it short and snappy. So, best film you've ever seen, worst film you've ever seen. Like, in general? Yeah. Forget genre. Can it be, like, just favourite film? Yeah, your favourite film. Best film. My favourite film is Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. And my worst film that I turned off after probably about two seconds was Mega Shark vs. Giant Octopus or something. (laughs) And, like, the graphics were so shit, I was like, okay, goodbye. That sounds like what we would really enjoy in 4DX. Exactly. Am I right? (laughs) Water just going out. Oh, another giant squid getting the shark. I had this question the other day about what's my favourite film and although we said Top Gun, there's also Four Brothers which isn't an iconic film whatsoever. It's just a film with like Mark Wahlberg in it and whatever. Um, And it's just a really simple film but it's like a feel-good one. Yeah, I haven't Um, watched that. It's Babe, watch watch it. it. Four Brothers, girl. Worst film, I think it was called Cosmopolitan, and it's got um, Robert Patterson, and it's just in the back of a limo, and it's the whole film of him just back in the limo, and I walked out halfway through in the cinema. I think my, I've got too many favourite films, but it's the one film that I can watch and watch and watch and rewatch and rewatch and rewatch and still cry my eyes out and still love it so much, and it's Pearl Harbour. Oh, that's oh, always been one of my favourite. It's always been one of my favourite, favourite films. That's a... Re- it's, that? what Have you, you never mean? seen Pearl Harbor? What do you mean? I can't remember it. It's oh, like a war. war film. Yeah, you I would really... war films. Crazy. You, would, don't you don't have to watch God. Pearl Harbor. But in it's on sure Netflix. I watched it, but maybe when I was it's little, old, I can't yeah. remember. But to be honest, I don't think it holds... Is it a candle or a light? A candle. doesn't hold a candle. A flame. It doesn't hold anything against Save a Private Ryan for me. Yeah, see, Sorry. but you're, you're, mm. yeah, you're. Yeah, a I'm more of like a. <laughs> <laughs> kind of girl. Get OG. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. That that's Sorry. like a nice romance of mine. So I'm gonna kill everyone. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love war movies. That's what Ingrid's bastards. Like, it's just yeah. the best oh, take so on. Good. Yeah. It is. A, it's a good film. It is a good film. I wrote a bucket list the other day, and on my bucket list was I want to meet and shake hands with um, Quentin, Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. Oh, he's I so sick. Do you ever listen to um, a podcast with him in it, or okay. any kind of film reviews? He's just such a good guy. Dude. Like, he is so sick. Fun fact. I also, I also oh, go on, what's your fun fact? He has a cameo, obviously, in every single one of his films, yeah. and I think... Remember which film it's in, but there's a scene where he, someone's strangling a woman, and he's actually strangling the woman because no one would do it right. So he oh. just actually strangled her. And every film he makes, every single bit of blood and gore is done on screen. Every special effect he does is done on screen. Oh, he's incredible. So all the blood is like actual fake blood, yeah. and he does everything completely on screen. Doesn't use any graphics. Can I tell Good you a fun fact? fact? Armageddon. Great fucking film. Oh, it's my top, it's, it's yeah, top yeah, uh, mine too. But I can't really watch it Just because love if the word Armageddon. oh, it's oh, Armageddon, Armageddon. Um, if it, if something makes me cry, I don't really watch it again. Um, but it was filmed at NASA, and now they use it for all kind of like emerging astronauts, and they have to watch it and pick out all the inaccuracies. Uh, when they start there because there's so many I think there's been like 198 inaccuracies in that film but but it's so funny because they were allowed to shoot there so why didn't they sort out those inaccuracies while they were filming so now it's used as a training video 
That's crazy. Interesting. Fun fact. Um, That's very clever. Did you say your favourite film? No, no. Oh. Not yet. You haven't As, done your worst one. Yeah. Oh, I sorry. think also while we're on the um, topic of, um, oh my God, what's his fucking name? Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. Gran Torino is a fucking brilliant film. Yeah. Um, my worst film... <laughs> I've seen many. Um, Kirsty can attest to Flicker. how many shit films I watch. Flicker, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> Leave Flicker alone, okay? It's probably there. <laughs> there was one film, and it's so shit that I can't even remember the fucking name of it, and it's the only film I've ever walked out of a cinema. What was it? I can't, I've just had to text David saying, what's oh, that no. film we watched? We walked, we watched like ten minutes and walked out. It's got to be bad to walk out of the cinema. I never walk out. I always see it through, but this one I just walked out. My absolute favourite film of all time is Amelie. A French film. It's gorgeous. It's a bit like Wes Anderson. Like you thought it was by like made by Wes Anderson, Mm. do you remember? It's very like cinematic and it's just beautiful cinematography and it's about this French girl and just her life and she's basically just solitary woman. Yeah. And she just wants to do good in life. So she makes it her mission to to help other people and it's just Really gorgeous, quirky film, and I watch it over and over and over again when I'm sad. Cool. And then every time she gets on the piano, she goes. Soundtrack is gorgeous. It's all like piano, and there's a song that I is the only song I can play on piano, and I just play it over and over again. My least favorite film. Uh, well, actually, I, it's I don't even know the name, but Ollie made me watch it the other day. It's the only thing that came to my head. And I don't, it's so bad, I don't even remember the name, but it's got Ryan Gosling in it, and he basically finds out his, he has a baby that's not his, that he, no, he has had a baby when he was a teenager. Jazz probably knows And then it. he robs a bank, and then it's just really pointless. And then the second half of the film, he's dead. And Ollie was like, Ollie made me watch it, and he was like, oh, I never watched the second half of the film, because it's rubbish. And I was like... <laughs> Why Why have you made me watch this first half? It's because he fancies Ryan Gosling, definitely. I mean, who doesn't? Man crush. Who's your girl crush? Oh my god, the only woman you should ever have a girl crush on. Blake Lively. Oh, Blake Lively. Oh my god, she She is my girl crush. She's beautiful. I don't know, really. Probably Rihanna. Oh, yeah. I want to be her friend real bad. Bella Hadid. Oh, really? Yeah, you go for the tall. Or super- Gigi. They're yeah. just gorgeous. They're so Fuck, I don't know who my girl crush is. Can I come back to you? Yeah. Sure. Can I just say who I want to look like? Yes. Um, you know. It's not the um, question, but yes. Okay, shut up. Um, you know Jane the Virgin. Gina Rodriguez. I love her so much. She's amazing. I love her so fucking much. Okay, while you're thinking about your all-time girl crush, Kirsty, I have a game for us. I'm not included in the game, okay? So, as we're on movies, I thought it would be quite good to give you all a random movie name, and I want you to give me the synopsis. Okay. Oh, I love a synopsis. Are you ready? Now, I've chosen... What I've done is I've chosen the title of the name of the film based on your first letter of your name so these are all real film titles that i've gone on the internet and i found so they could be very old films you may i've gone for ones that you probably haven't seen because otherwise then you know what the film is Mm -hmm. so um you're gonna have to give me the synopsis and then i will give you the correct synopsis okay go 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 so beza your film is beach blanket bingo young couple fall in love at the beach but the happiness doesn't last for long. Serial killer is on the loose and he wants to play bingo. <laughs> like they all do. <laughs> nice. What is, is that it? I what watch is it? it? Is that it? I wouldn't watch it. I would watch that with that synopsis. Yeah. That's it. I'm not giving you much more. Okay. <laughs> You have to watch it it to find out. It could be like human bingo and he's captured 50 people and he just chooses a number each day and then he's like, right, you're the one and they're all in the bingo hall like, he's got to pick me. Look, it will be your go in a minute (laughs) with your own fucking film. Well, you just blow my synopsis out. All right. I was was excelling your idea. 
No, yeah, yeah, true, true. <laughs> Which was completely different to Are your you going to give us the actual synopsis? So this is quite a long... This is the plot of the movie, because it's quite an old film. So the plot is... A singer, Sugar Kane, is unwittingly being used for publicity stunts for her latest album by her agent. Meanwhile... What's that got to do with beach bingo? <laughs> Meanwhile, Frankie, into thinking he rescued Sugar, takes up skydiving at Bonnie's uh, secret... <laughs> <laughs> secret bingo place. What the place. hell is this movie? <laughs> so I think oh, it's basically just a, a, there's like a bunch of little films um, all around their little bingo um, and beaches oh, and parties and stuff. Fantastic. Yeah. Too Gracie because she's dying to do it. No, I'm not. Uh, actually, Kirsty, you're second. Ah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> now <laughs> yours is Kid Monk Baroni. Baroni. <laughs> As a child, he got brought up in an institute of monks, and all they would eat is baroni. Is baroni a food? <laughs> Who knows? I think it's like a salami meat. Or something. Oh, a salami. I don't know. Um, but he was forced to eat this barami, like pepperoni, but also peroni, this beer sausage. <laughs> but he was only a child, so it was against the law. And his parents forced him to drink and drink and drink and drink. So he was the most drunk monk for the all the time. Then a statue was erected of the drunk monk and he was naked. No. I oh, ruined no. the ending. <laughs> <gasps> I ruined the, the Yeah, you didn't, It wasn't yeah. like enticing. It's like you just told us the story. I'm, yeah. It's kind of like one of those trailers you watch when yeah. they just show you the whole film. Like, like the new well, Terminator. Like, now I don't need to see <laughs> Yeah, like the new Terminator. And <laughs> um, you're fucking welcome because then you haven't just wasted two hours of your time. <laughs> okay. Here's 30 seconds for you bitches. So, Kid Monk Baroni is uh, a film about a disfigured street kid uh, who has plastic surgery and turns pro after a parish priest shows him how to box. I'm sorry, but that was similar. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't quite eat Hello? the barami. It's the church <laughs> mentioned. You're welcome. I did. I was very surprised. You said Thank church. You. Thank you. I was intrigued. <laughs> okay. Gracie. <laughs> Your one is called... Gleaming the cube. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm surprised I didn't get this, but carry on. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, gleaming the cube. <laughs> Girl. It was the biggest mission that they were ever put themselves up to in life. Gleam that cube. They needed to climb that mountain and get to that ice cube that was the gleamiest, gleamiest ice cube they've ever seen. But will they get there? I don't know. <laughs> oh! That, nice. is, that, that was good. That's what... Um, Suspense. What's killing that, me. What's that film called with Cameron Diaz? And she... Girl. I love that film. And that's what she does as a job, isn't it? She makes yeah. the trailers for the film and that's exactly what you Sometimes sounded like. Really? You know yeah. That film where she has a voice in her head. That was like, Gracie. Yeah. I sometimes have that in my head. Oh my god, Jude Law in that film. I love Jude Law. We are tangenting. Oh yeah, sorry. Are we ready? Yes. Gracie, that was a beautiful, beautiful oh, yeah. synopsis. Thanks. Um, Gleam in the cube. <laughs> do you remember when we were talking about like what our life stories would be <laughs> gleam in the cube that's it so it's an American film released in 18 uh, no in 1989 <laughs> <laughs> a 16 year old in the cube is a film about a 16 year old skateboarder investigating the death of his adoptive Vietnamese brother what right on <laughs> wow you got it pretty spot on there that's cool, Okay, so the last one. Okay. Jasmine. No, well, uh, this is like a bonus round, so I want each of you to give me. Okay, okay. I want each of you to give, give me. me your, now, I've saved this one because it's first and foremost not a porno. Okay? <laughs> you will understand. How you start most conversations. <laughs> you will understand this from the title when I say it but I just would like to clarify okay thank you it's not a porno Kirsty would have gone straight there she would have because the film is called Good Dick <laughs> <laughs> who gets to do this one 
All of us. All of you. (laughs) Take that as you will. Beza, you go first. Oh, so we're each going to do a synopsis. You you do good dick first. (laughs) I've got to do good dick. The film is called Good Dick, Beza, give it to me. There are good dicks and there are bad dicks. But will she find the good dick? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> there doesn't need to be anything more than that. Okay, who's next? Okay. Um. Well, growing up as a child, I was always a bad boy. <laughs> and to be honest, my mom and daddy called me Richard, but everyone at school called me Dick. And... I've gone through life being a bad boy, but now it's time for me to be a good dick. <laughs> that was really good. I like that. That was really good. Nice. That was really good. Okay, Kirsty. An investigation into is there a good dick? <laughs> There's been reports of all bad dicks, naughty dicks, misbehaved dicks. Just dicks that are up to no good. But me, your host, Kirsty, is on the search for the good dick. <laughs> that was more like so, an advert. That, oh, sorry, I would that. actually like to point out, is that a true love story? <laughs> <laughs> it's very true, actually. Oh, don't put words in my mouth. I'm searching for that good dick. Girl, don't put good dick in my mouth. <laughs> Girl, please put good dick in my mouth. Oh, Okay, so the plot of this film officially uh, is a video store clerk stalks, spies and manipulates a reclusive woman who often comes to the video store where he works to rent soft core porn. So it was about porn? No, because it's not a porn film, but it's about porn. Sorry. Okay. Eventually, despite his strong optimism, her dislike of sex and resulting in defensiveness drives them apart. It is revealed towards the end of the film... Should I actually give this away? That he had a good dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually quite dark and twisted. And oh, it really yeah. set me off in a weird... Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so it says it, it is revealed towards the end of the film that her dislike of both sex and relationships was fueled by sexual abuse at the hands of her father. So oh, it, it turns really dark. I feel like you put us on a path that we didn't want. <laughs> you let um, us down and held our hands and you were meant to keep me safe. You groomed us it into a force. Yeah, we! But, um, Yeah, it does, bitch. <laughs> well, that's the end of uh, our, our game. I liked it. That's a good game. Yeah, nice game, babe. Oh, that was good. Okay. So, I think while we're on the topic of good dick... Girl. <laughs> do Tinder. Right. Okay. So, this is the end of Tinder. <gasps> that was really good because it coincided with my empty glass of wine that I just picked up. Am I right? Oh, anyway, right. All sad things are happening right now. So, but the thing is... This isn't a sad thing, and although you're thinking, oh my god, she's coming off Tinder. Number one, I've broken my phone, so there's nothing, I can't do anything with Tinder. It's It's been absent it's for gone. two weeks. Um, and also, I'm just giving up with dating. Um, it was going really well with Mr. G, but I think that I... Let's just be complete... Should we just give some honesty? Let's yes. just give some breakdown of honesty. I think that... I was really interested in this guy that wasn't Mr. G. So then when I started going on dates, I just thought, yes, this is going to work with this guy because he's really nice. But that just because you're a nice guy doesn't mean that I want to be with this person and share my space. So it was just really important for me to recognize whether they were true feelings towards wanting to see this person more or whether it was because it was a reaction for not being with the person that I actually wanted to be with. This is really deep. Um, um, So I had to make the decision that I wasn't really doing this for me whatsoever. And there was reasons more complicated as why I was doing it rather than I just wanted to be with someone. 
Um, so I have taken a, not a vow, but I have accepted my bachelorette-ness. Is that a word? It I'm is now. It is, yeah. Girl, we're adding Girl. To that to the dictionary. To the dictionary. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm putting a stop to dating and Mr. G was really great. And I haven't actually spoken to him yet. <laughs> um, so I'm really glad. Him. No, no, no. Oh, shit. I haven't messaged him back. Yeah. Ghosted. No, no, no. I haven't ghosted. I haven't ghosted. Because I will. And I think I'm going to meet up with him again to, no, to tell him. You don't have to meet up with do him. Do I not? Him. No, Babes, don't right, do that. Of course not. It's like more humiliating for him. Yeah, definitely don't. I thought that was a good again. thing. No, no, no. no when no, we discussed no. it, it yeah. was if you want to reconfirm on the third date oh, just your feelings because yeah. you haven't seen him for a while then go on the third date if you want to reconfirm how you're feeling yeah. and then if you're really not feeling it then tell him yeah. but if you know deep down that you don't feel it then just tell him okay I, yeah I think if you haven't been constantly texting and you haven't got that instant connection and stuff mm. it's a complete no go yeah. and you know that and you know you knew that deep in your heart yeah. and you've got to make that decision and just cut it off with him because then you're like the baggage gone you're true yeah. and uh, it's all I, about me now and as I yeah. texted you the other day and I said girl you haven't got any fizzle zizzles like no. there ain't no fizzles and zizzles going on you've got to have the fizzles you've and got zizzles. to be all excited and yeah. buzzy and Maybe you were on the first date because it was like, oh, he's handsome. Oh, he's everything I look for in a guy. But if you haven't got the spark, I don't like to call it that, yeah. then you just know. And if you're not excited to go and see him, then yeah. that's your answer. It was like, it was, even with the first date, it felt like, a, like I said, is that I didn't speak to anyone about it because I didn't want to make a big deal out of it. Mm. But then was that hiding something already by saying that, I wasn't talking about it because I was trying to hide it because if it was someone that I knew that, you know, oh you my God, <laughs> get your words out, Kirsty. Um, I think, yeah, so if it was someone that I was actually interested in, the issue with me is, or call it an issue, whatever you want, is that I think that I know instantly whether I like someone. And I always have that instant, I know that I want to be with this person and whether it works out or if it doesn't. So I think that I was going down a path of... Convincing yourself to like someone because they're nice. Exactly. Yeah. And you and didn't need to. Yeah. No, but I don't I don't trust my feelings because I, I feel like when I like someone instantly, it's toxic. So then when I don't like someone instantly, I'm like, this is good. Yeah. Which is so you have, backhanded. You do have to separate that because that's yeah. not fair on yourself because if you do really like someone, it they're not all dickheads and yeah. that's not fair for yourself. Yeah. I think it shows good testament to you though because you know the feeling of when you like somebody. Yeah. Like, which is good. Like, it's always good to know instantly if you have a connection with somebody and then you follow that through. But don't associate, associate it with it just being toxic because it's not always like that. Yeah, exactly. Well, babes, I think you're doing amazing. Thank you're you. a powerful young mm. woman and everything's going to be right for you. And uh, goodbye, Tinder. Bye. Put him in the garbage bin. We hated that theme tune anyway. Yeah, Mate, it was funny. like nails down a chalkboard. But I yeah. just think um, the thing for me is that I know it's a little bit psychotic. Is it psychotic? Like, as soon as I meet someone, I'm just like, can I imagine them in my house? Can I imagine them in my kitchen? Can I, I imagine them me meeting my parents? Like, I don't know whether I should see it that fast forward, but I know the people, as soon as I meet them, I'm just like, I can imagine you in my space. But that, I just think, I don't think that's psychotic at all. I think that's very natural because you're, you're, I was about to say you're of an age. That's not nice. Thing to say. <laughs> Excuse me. You're, you, but you know, it's not. It's not just a fling, and you're not looking for that. No. You're whether you're looking for anything at all. But if you're, if someone's going to come into your life, it's serious. It's yeah. going to be serious, and you're not looking for anything else, as far as I know. Yeah. You know, and if oh. you, you want to have, you know, this guy as a potential partner, and you don't see him doing any of those things, then. Mm-hmm. It's obviously not there. And you know yourself. It's not psychotic. I think yeah. you just know yourself well enough to know what you want. And Definitely. you didn't want him. I'm a hopeless sorry, romantic. Mr. So I, <laughs> sorry, Mr. G. Ma. So I believe in that whole, you know, like you have that instant you know feeling. When you, know. you know when you know. Like you, you, it, 
it's a it's a thing like in you saying is it psychotic to think those things i think it's completely not mm-hmm. i don't think so because you that you need to be able to see that person fitting into your life yeah. and if you know it off the cut like straight away yeah. then that's a good sign and i think like deep 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 down that i am a hopeless romantic so i am holding on to that not like i'm just not holding out for the instant oh there's someone that likes me then I'm gonna hang on to them and I think that's why I'm always single for a really long time because I'm always looking for that someone perfect and I don't want to I don't want to be with anyone less than I view them as perfect I know that might sound a bit weird but that's me and I accept that and I think what you said earlier is you recently had a little spark with someone else yeah really made you feel something and it didn't it didn't work out and you know you don't know what might happen in the future but you had that so recently that you obviously didn't get that with this guy and you didn't feel the same about him and that's what's made you clearly not definitely and I was I I think I was comparing Mr G to this guy being Mm. like well he's not this and he's not that which is just yeah, oh my god, that makes me feel so weird. Look, don't judge me. It's a good thing, it's what you have to do. And, yeah. it's, and, it, and it's how you go through life, because you go, well, that's what I want, and I, but I might not be able to have that, but yeah. you also don't have but it, so... You know the feeling. On to the next. You know the feeling that you get, and you know that's the feeling that... that when you feel that, that's what you need to... That's when you know that's a good thing. Yeah. And when you don't feel that, that's when you know that you're not interested in that Definitely. person do you know what I mean yeah. it's not a bad feeling it's a good Definitely. feeling it's all good. and I think that we've all realized now that I am not a data can we just put that out like uh, is this thing on I, don't, I do I not don't date agree. I think you're very good at dating and you dated this guy very well you did a <laughs> smashing job I just think that maybe for you someone's just gonna fall into your life mm. uh, you know someone will just come in and they'll just be right you hallelujah know, if it does yeah like you know you might in the future think oh, I'm gonna try and date again you just you know yeah don't definitely. don't close any doors always oh, happens when you don't look definitely and the thing is like I'm not closing any doors I'm just accepting it I'm accepting me for the way that I am and the way that I view things. And I don't need to fit into a mould of how to find someone oh, because... You don't need to fit into no box. Girl, I am me, accept me if I may. You're a strong, so independent, young bachelorette. You've got your reptiles. You're going to finish your degree next year. Girl. You don't need a man. I'm starting up my business. You're starting oh my your God, business. what's that pussy cat does? I don't need a man, a man. I don't need a man, a man, I get off doing my thing. Please don't let me sing this little thing. So we're going to pick up our previous antics, which is Karen, but she's still on annual leave, so like Karen. She's got some things in the pipeline, um, but she might come back a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks. Do you know what? It might even be season two when we introduce Karen Camp. So on the note of it being Halloween Eve, Eve, Kirsty, give us a little scary little reptile fact. Can I get a fucking jingle? Oh, all right. One, two, one, two, three, four. Reptile facts you didn't need to know. Boom. Oh, shit. A daddy long-legs fossil has kept his erection for 99 million years. Is that it? Oh, yeah. Guys, that was the end of podcast number 10. We're on two digits. Go! Can I get a one? One. Can I get a zero? Zero. And do you know what is sexy and ends a podcast? <laughs>